Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Aiden Doherty and Aiden Butler. Back with the N1 podcast, a special episode as we're coming at you guys on a Thursday. Obviously, you know, we're usually on Mondays, but with the NBA trade deadline being today, earlier today at 3 p.m., decided to have a special episode. Of course, your two co-hosts, Doc and Butler, are here as well, joined by Justin Locke and Josh Ayers of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. The NBA trade de- trade deadline, excuse me, has come and went as, you know, we Today's been a eventful day, we'll just say. We're not going to say. We'll get into <laughs> why it's been eventful, how it's been eventful, things like that. But we're going to go go ahead and start immediately. The was When it came down to it yesterday, you can say, you know, the trade deadline frenzy kind of started to begin a little bit. Started with two teams that really are, well, one of those teams very, very, very much underperforming. But another one which has pl- chances for the play in Detroit and Utah, Utah, it's Kevin Knox. They also got some draft rights to a couple of players that won't be seeing the court, including a 24-second-round uh, pick, but almost botched his name once again. Simon Fontecchio uh, going from Utah to the Pistons. Pistons, one of these teams that have been hauling a lot. Uh, they are a very different team uh, at this trade, that trade deadline. That's one of the trades that, you know, under the raid, nobody's really going to end up talking about that. We'll see what he can end up doing for that Pistons squad. But some of the bigger ones from yesterday, uh, Xavier Tillman going to Boston from Memphis. Lamar Stevens, uh, 2027 second-round pick uh, from the Hawks, and then the 2030, excuse me, second-round pick also going to Memphis. So those two picks and Lamar Stevens going down to Memphis. Xavier Tillman going to Boston. I'll open it up. Uh, they get a big now, which is a little bit more physical than, you know, the Luke Cornette or – Maybe you get the guy that hopefully can replace Al Horford when the time comes. We'll open up to whoever wants to go ahead in that one. Uh, when that happened, I was a little shocked because, mm-hmm. you know, younger guy like Tillman, you thought he was going to end up having the chance to grow with Ja and them once they got back next year. But now he's a Boston Celtic. Yeah. I think, look, I mean, we'll get to the Celtics news later, but they, they did a good job with this one. I think they kind of just bought a little bit low value. Low risks, possible high reward. I don't know how high the reward can truly be, but he is, I believe, twenty six. And Memphis has made some weird moves in the last couple of days, and um, I think this might be one of them. But Lamar Stevens is is a player, I think yeah. for sure. So I don't think this is like a big loss on Memphis. I think Lamar Stevens can, can still grow into something. And even this season, with the way they are banged up, I mean, banged up is an understatement uh, with all the injuries they have, and. Hey, look, they got two seconds, and they're clearly trying to build something for next season. Now this season has pretty much become a wash. Anybody else on that Boston-Memphis uh, deal? Uh, I mean, for me, it's just I like the move for the Celtics, obviously. But now thinking from the Grizzlies' perspective, I'm not really sure why they got rid of Xavier Tillman because, as you were saying, Butler, I think he's a really good player. I'm not sure – why you would give up on him in a sense. I understand, like, this season's kind of a loss because Ja's not coming back, and the team as a whole has just been really injured. But for the Celtics, I think it's a great move. You get a lot lot of uh, more big man depth, especially because in front of him you got Porzingis and Al Horford who have uh, injury concerns. And even though right now they're healthy, that 
you know, in the future, whether someone's either playing her or like they're just straight up out, that Xavier Tillman can step in and give you some really good big man minutes. So I think for the Celtics, it's a really big win. And they're just setting, them, they're setting themselves up perfect for a potential finals run. Now, going to another trade that happened yesterday, only trade left that happened yesterday before we get into the stuff that happened today. Uh, Minnesota, we'll start with you, Locke. Minnesota and Detroit. Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr. and a 20-30 second round pick going to Detroit. Monte Morris going to the Timberwolves. Two solid, you know, pickups for the Pistons, especially where they at are where they are now, excuse me, right now in their franchise. Two solid pickups with Shake Milton and Troy Brown. How do you feel about that trade? Uh, I see feel pretty solid for Detroit. Obviously, we'll get into some, some more of their deals later, but uh, obviously good to see the former Sixer, Shake Milton, had a decent game uh, last night as well. And, uh, yeah, Monty Morris, always kind of uh, a hit-or-miss uh, type of night for him, and obviously had some, some play on in in that Nuggets team back with Jokic and Murray and when Murray had some issues, but – I should say injury issues, but yeah, Troy Brown, former Laker as well as a Wizard. Uh, he, he's always been the solid piece, never been really that go-to guy, but yeah. I definitely think uh, for two, uh, I should say Minnesota, obviously one of the top teams in the West, uh, definitely not a bad pickup, and I think uh, you obviously didn't see too much time for Milton and Troy Brown uh, for them, so I think Monty Morris will probably be their seventh or maybe eighth guy for them on that team. Me personally, I'm always, I would like to see Shake go and succeed wherever he ends up going. Yeah, so I thought he was going to be a big piece I on that Timberwolves too. team, and kind of didn't end up that way. And then I, I think I joked yesterday, I was like, Shake Millen's going to show Cade Cunningham how to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Shake Millen's won everywhere he's gone. He's the Sixers have been winning in his career, and then he was the number one seed until uh, yesterday. Then <laughs> he's literally went from the, no, not the best team in the NBA anymore, but went from best team in the West to... Worst team yeah, maybe of all time. Which, which, which we'll probably end up diving more into on Monday when we're back to our regular schedule. Yeah. One as we can take a deeper look into some of the things that have happened, especially in that Western Conference, because there's a new team up there at the top. So mm-hmm. we'll get all into all that on Monday as well. But all right, moving into the things that have happened here today. Before we start with this, three Sixers fans on this podcast, obviously Doc Butler and Locke, and then we have Ayers over here who is uh, – the outcast, the Lakers. <laughs> it hasn't been a good day for this table. No, it hasn't. Um, so we'll start here with one of the first trades that happened of the day. The 76ers were able to acquire Buddy Heald after Buddy Heald had been involved in trade talks for multiple years now at this point. Sixers ended up sending Marcus Morris, the longest tenured Sixer, um, mm. who had been in a Sixers uniform for some time now. And Furkan Korkmaz, he also gets sent to the Pacers and three second-round picks. Once again, Sixers get Buddy Heald back. I'll shortly go in before this, before I open up the floor to you guys. Uh, you know, I when the deal happened, it was that we were in class, me and Jack. Jack actually had shown me what attic went down. Uh, I wasn't too excited at first. Maybe, as I was telling uh, Connor McAndrews off-air, uh, maybe if this was two years ago, maybe he's like, hey, we're in business, but... Uh, at the point where Buddy Heald is in his career, what he's done with the Pacers hasn't shown me too much. But, yeah, it's another shooter for this team. But it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too excited about the pickup, though. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't disagree, but I, I don't really agree too much. I think this is a was a very good start to the day for the Sixers. I mean, they, like I, I said it on all sides yesterday, they are a team that has been bottom 10 
in three-point attempts a game, which yeah. can't happen in 2024 in the NBA. And they needed to improve on it. And Buddy Heald is quite literally, I think, the maybe the second highest volume shooter outside Steph Curry, like if he gets, you know, starter minutes. Now, has he taken a little bit of a dip percentage-wise this season? I think he's at like, at like 38%, which is fine on high volume. And they needed this, and they didn't really give up too much, just second-round picks, which, you know, they they can be pretty valuable. Um, and Marcus Morrison for Conkorkmaz. So I think this was a pretty good start to the day. It kind of adds almost another D'Anthony Melton, where now you might have a conversation about is D'Anthony Mellon going to start still or are you going to move him to the bench? They're kind of like similar players, which is kind of important uh, because a lot of the Sixers bench players were not shooters um, uh, about 24 hours ago. So that's where I think I stand. I think it's a good trade, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they keep him in the offseason. Um, I don't know if they have his bird rights or anything, but again, he's been a rumored Sixer for like four years now, and it finally happens. But like you mentioned, two years ago, it would have been great. Right now, I... I would think he's on a little bit of a decline. He's 31. I mean, dang, like he is older than, yeah, he's, 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 I think he's older than, he's older than Andre Drummond. Remember his tournament game. Yeah, he was like a, he was a four-year, five-year player at Oklahoma, I think. Um, Yeah, like he came in with, he came in the draft with um, Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson's like 26, right? (laughs) Or no, or yeah. Yeah, I mean, Buddy Buddy Hill was like 24 when he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lock for you before we go. I, I apologize. I'm a Lakers good. fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, with uh, with Buddy, I mean, again, as Doc touches on it, 31. Obviously, Melton, I, I think Melton should probably still be the starter. I think, obviously, he's having that deal with that back issue. But uh, Buddy Hill is definitely a good piece. Uh, I Obviously, to start the day was definitely a good look to – Unload off of, of Fork and Kirk Moss, who's been requesting a trade, feels like, for the last two years. And yeah. obviously, you just gave the keys to Marcus Morris, and he's out the door. So it's kind of sad to see. But overall, I mean, at the time, uh, I forget what time exactly this was in the morning, but it was early. But it, it was a it's a good look uh, from Daryl Morey. But obviously, we'll get into some stuff later. But I, again, his last year as free agent next uh, in this offseason, healed is. I mean, I don't think we're – I mean, we could if he has a, a great uh, season to end off with us, but I'm kind of excited to see uh, him play with the Sixers. Uh, there was some jokes on Twitter that he was on a burner account uh, trying to look for burger joints a couple weeks ago in yeah. Philly. So <laughs> it kind of was foreshadowed for a lot of people, as he te- as Doc said, a couple really last couple of years. But uh, on a regular note, I mean, yeah, I think Buddy Hill's a solid player and uh, definitely was a, a good way to start the morning off. Our ears for you. Yeah, I mean, just kind of echoing everyone's points. I mean, I uh, think adding Buddy Hill for the Sixers was a big, big move because they needed to uh, add more shooting around. Because in the NBA today, as Doc said, like you need shooters and people that can shoot at a high clip. And Buddy Hill is definitely one of those. As on seven attempts a game, he's shooting thirty eight percent, making about two and a half a game. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, he. You you know what you're getting with Buddy Hill is just he's just a shooter. That's it. I mean that's what all I can really say for the Sixers. And I'm a little surprised. Uh, well, I'm not sure if your thoughts have changed now, Butler. But I feel like it's still a pretty good move. I don't know. I, I don't know that if uh, hearing all our opinions changed at all. With some of these other deals we'll get into uh, 
a little bit later, you'll see where my opinion goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will see. All right, one of these other trades that was a little bit low on the market there uh, kind of went under the radar. Kelly Olenek and I'm going to screw up his name, so I'm not even going to say it. The guard <laughs> from Kansas uh, mm. from a year ago when they went on their title run, they get sent to the Raptors, and Utah gets sent Kyra Lewis, Otto Porter Jr., and a 2024 first-round pick. Me personally, I don't know if that 2024 first-round pick needed to be in there. Mm. Probably Especially a 2024 yeah. first-round pick. Probably could have thrown a couple seconds somewhere else down the line, but it seems like Utah is going to have a, a nice – Nice draft pick, too, when it comes down to it, because Toronto at the moment, I believe, is 12th seed in the East, so we'll see how that ends up going as well. But Yeah. Any thoughts on that one? That's one of the smaller trades here. Is the next one was a pretty bigger size trade, which could have uh, some implications Excuse me, when it comes to uh, playoff rotations. Going to that next one, Oklahoma City and the Charlotte Hornets. So Charlotte gets a guy who... Not going to lie, for some reason I could only see him in an OKC jersey, and that's Trey Mann. I don't know why that is, but yeah. Trey Mann and Davis Bertans heading to the graveyard, especially a graveyard for <laughs> the graveyard. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Hornets, when it comes to guards, I, I like Kyle Lowry is still on their roster technically, as at this moment I'm aware of, but he's not playing. There's a chance he might not play at all this season for them. They have, you know, Book Knight, who they picked up. LaMelo's injured at the moment. Uh, Guards in Charlotte hasn't been the greatest fit for the past couple years, but uh, they get Trey Mann and Davis Bertans in return, Oklahoma City. Gordon Hayward, now a guy that's only played literally 25 games this season, but if you get him healthy in the playoffs, as you know, get him coming in off the bench as that seventh, eighth guy if you need to, as, you know, the bench shortens up in the playoffs anyway. Could be a solid pickup for OKC. You get a vet for a young behind team, too. Uh, a very, the easily the youngest team in the NBA. You get a vet to kind of show, yeah, I've been through this before. He's been out west in his days in Utah, so he kind of knows it. But I'll open up to you guys. Uh, I, I enjoyed this trade a lot for OKC. For They're trying to build now. Okay, we know what we need when it comes to the playoffs. Let's go ahead and get the vet. I like this trade for OKC, though. Yeah, I I do. I like. I really think this is again. It's like low risk, high reward. I mean, I thought Trey Mann would be a little bit better. Uh, yeah. After his first year, and this year he's kind of been a little disappointing, and he's actually been unplayable, especially now that OKC is in contention. And then you know, Bert, Bertans is just he was not getting no minutes, and he's get the shooter. Uh, but I think he's a little bit past where he once was. But I think Gordon Hayward again. He's a question mark and a big one at that. But it's kind of nice seeing them do something. Uh, because Sam Presti, the one thing I say about him is he is a hoarder. He's still hoarding them, but like yeah. at least he like tried to go out and, and get something, and he did. So we'll see. I don't know if it, too much impact it will make, but I think he could at least give you know the, that very solid uh, rotation minutes when it comes to playoff time. Airs are locked. Anybody? Yeah, I mean, just echoing what – I mean, it's like this is kind of something that the uh, Thunder needed to do, just add some sort of veteran on that team that actually gets some minutes that could actually, especially in the playoffs, if he comes back healthy. I mean, it's just looking at the West standings, like seeing how good OKC is playing. It's just once I see him in an actual playoff series, I feel like it's definitely going to be a different story that we're not – well, there's a chance we don't see that same regular season team that we'll see in the playoffs. But adding Gordon Hayward, who – has playoff experience, been in the league for a long time. I mean, I feel like that, that just helps the the team, whether he actually plays or not, which even if he does play and say he's not 
playing a whole lot of minutes, say like 20, 25 a game, still impactful in a way. So low risk, high reward. Anything for you, Locke? Yeah, I mean, this team, the Thunder overall, I mean, again, they've just now sitting back in a close in the West Conference and, and won. But, yeah, I think Gordon Hayward, again, he's been battling, uh, I believe, a calf injury as of late. He's had 25 games. Again, when he's healthy, he can give you 12 to 15 points a night. And, obviously, when he was on the Hornets for the last four years, it's obviously not seen the same way as it was in Utah when he had that all-star year prior to that injury. Obviously, we know an opening night. Yeah. But again, I think with this young roster, the playoff success is going to be questionable. We obviously will see what happens when they get into that aspect. But I think Hayward, again, in playoff series, don't know what he averaged in that series in 2017. But obviously he's played with Boston as well. But I think it's a good piece all around. And I've definitely looked at the trade more, uh, I should say, uh, more even trade, I should say, for, for their perspective yeah. than, than I did initially when I saw it earlier today. I wish Trey Mann the best uh, down yeah. there in Charlotte because they're a mess at the moment. I don't know yeah. when they'll be able to they actually will end up talking about them in two trades from now because they ended up trading a guy that has been on their roster for a decent amount of time as well. All right. But moving on to one of the bigger trades of the day, the New York Knicks. Uh, it seems like they are – this is the season where, hey, you know, we've got the guys on our team. We're waiting for Julius Randle to come on back. Let's go ahead and make a couple moves that makes us in prime position – for a, play, a good playoff run here, uh, Detroit and the Knicks. Detroit ends up getting Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archdiakono, and two second-round picks for Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. If I was a Knicks fan, oh, I'm I'm rejoicing at this mo- at this trade right here because you're giving away Evan Fournier. Can't tell you the last time I saw that brother on the court. Yeah, no. I honestly forgot he was kind of on that team. Exactly. And he's getting paid a lot of money. I feel like the last time, like the last time I seen him was that, you know, that one, that R.J. Barrett game winner against the Celtics in, like, 2021? Do you remember that? Like, it was, it was wet. Top of my head. Uh, it, was game, it was the game that, that started the Celtics, like, in crazy run all the way to the finals because they lost that game and then didn't, like, lose. They lost, like, two games the rest of the way. Wow! Uh, yeah, he banked it up. But that's I, I, I think that's the last time I've seen Evan Fournier on my television. <laughs> like I like seriously, <laughs> like I think that is the last time. Another guy who was getting minutes recently, but nothing too crazy. Malachi Flynn, and then of course Ryan Archdiakono, and then Quentin Grimes, who as a bench piece well, for me, if you're asking me as an NBA fan, was a little bit too inconsistent as a bench piece when it came down to it. So I applauded, uh, you know. What is it? Leon Rose is the GM mm-hmm. of yep. the, the folks that nobody has ever seen before. Leon Rose, nobody's ever seen him, but <laughs> uh, he does. He makes a good deal here. You get mm-hmm. a guy in Bogdanovich who, yeah, he was playing on easily the worst team in the NBA. Of course, his numbers are going to be a little bit more inflated when he has to shoot the ball in the amount of times he does. It does he does? Excuse me. And then Alec Burks, who has come on really in the past month, I would say a little bit, even in a bench role. Looks like the Knicks, you know, it seems like these are going to be... Now, we'll see how Bogdanovich... I don't know if he'll be a starter when it comes down to it. I don't know how that'll really go. I, I think uh, DiVincenzo, at the moment, probably can stick at that two spot. He's been playing pretty well, too, recently, yeah. Dante. Uh, but how did you guys feel about this when this broke? Jack also had to break this one to me as we were mm-hmm. in class. Yeah, I, I'll go first. And I just thought, look... Two good players for, and you didn't give up a first round pick. I mean, that's pretty good and valuable at the end of the day. I mean, Quentin Grimes is is a pretty valuable player. Uh, I don't think you sh- anybody should give up on him yet. 
Um, and then pretty it's pretty much just Grimes at two second round picks. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, Alec Burks is cool. He's a pretty high volume three point shooter. I think he shoots like six a game. He shoots like thirty nine, almost forty percent. So that's good off the bench. But young Bogdanovich is an interesting player. Uh, don't know truly what his role will be. I think without Randall, he'll easily slide in and and contribute offensively. But once Randall comes back, I I think you might have. You know, some nights where he's not getting many minutes at all. Because Randall will play 38, 39 yeah. minutes a game. Because he is, uh, look, good player, can can shoot the ball well, uh, can do a little bit of everything, um, but he can't defend. And he can't move his feet. Truth, he yeah. can't he can't move his feet. And I think if, you, if you're the Knicks and you're in a second-round playoff series or somehow the East Conference Finals, somehow the Finals, and you're going against Jason Tatum, you're going against, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're going against Donovan Mitchell, like, and they're they're gonna look at him every possession and find a way to get him on their best players and their quickest and twitchiest players, and that's gonna be a nightmare. So I think he could be easily be unplayable in the playoffs. But right now, I mean, the Knicks I think could just be aiming for the two seat because that could be uh, it, yeah. it could be theirs. yeah they, it could be theirs. Bucks are slacking. Yeah, Once and, again, and that'll be a Monday thing we we talk yeah. about. But Bucks have been slacking a little bit because two to three weeks without Randall could be the re- difference between a two seed and like a four seed. So then maybe this this trade might try to boost them without Randall. So we'll see. Anybody else here on this one? All right, moving on to another deal, which was a little bit surprising to me because of at least what I was told afterwards. Toronto and Brooklyn. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to Canada. Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. Oh, man. Thaddeus Young going to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, did not think, I for sure thought Thaddeus Young would have ended his career there mm-hmm. in Toronto. Did not think he would end up getting moved around. We'll see what his value is when it comes down to it. But uh, I was told, apparently, that uh, Dinwiddie was waived from the Raptors. I don't know if that's official yet, but that's the impression I was under after that decision. Yeah, I think I think it's like not I I don't know when buyouts even become official, but I think it's, it's it pretty like much is yeah, I'm pretty sure it is like kind of official unofficially official. All right, so Dennis Schroeder going to the Nets. Um see this is one of those trades where it's like all right. Why? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I, I, what really? If you're going to waive Dinwiddie anyway, what really happened here? But Isaiah quickly of course coming on pretty strongly for the Raptors as well. He's since he got traded, his stuff has been under the radar. His assist numbers, all out of, off the chains as of recently, though. But an interesting trade here. Uh, anybody want to touch on this one? I don't even really. I mean, just like just the, weird. the two trades overall for Toronto, I'm just not sure what exactly they're trying to do. I'm not sure if they're just trying to, you know, push for a playing spot or they're just trying to get uh, gather assets. I'm not sure what their if they what their mission was exactly. Coming into the trade deadline, I mean, right now looking at the East standings, they're about four games out the ten seed right now. So Raptors, the Raptors are yeah, they're currently eighteen thirty three. Then Atlanta's twenty two and twenty nine. So I, I don't. I thought you know when they traded for Dinwiddie, okay, maybe they're trying to make that push, and then mm-hmm. now they release him. So I don't know. It's just one of those weird trades. I'm not sure exactly what Toronto is trying to do, but. I mean, I guess we'll see in the coming weeks what exactly their plan was. I do still think with their roster, as we, we can also touch on this in Monday, I do do think with their roster, they still will be able to get into that plan, though. I think they'll be able to do it. We'll see what teams they overcome, though, to get there. All right. Uh, going to this next one, this one also, uh, big shockwaves. Well, not big, but some shockwaves through the NBA. P.J. Washington, no longer a Charlotte Hornet. Uh, he's probably excited. 
Um, he'll be going to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be going to Dallas, and Charlotte gets Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Grant Williams uh, has not been the same Grant Williams he was in the first three weeks of this season. Not at all. Has not been the same player. Seth Curry, I don't think he's really touched the court too much. Yeah, honestly, it was just weird. I really don't know what happened uh, there. And then that first-round pick as well. But hopefully, you know, now PJ is able to kind of be that, I almost said second, but technically I guess Kyrie would be the second. Uh, hopefully he's able to be that third guy, that third score. Well, actually, I don't even know if he can say that. He might be fourth. Yeah, Hardaway. Yeah, I might be yeah, yeah. Hardaway above yeah. him. But uh, what they're looking for, it seemed like in Grant Williams, they weren't really getting, of course, solid defender. I haven't watched too much Mavs games this year, so I don't know how he was doing individually, but... Uh, a pickup here that can be beneficial for the Mavericks. It seems like they'll just have to figure out how to make it work, though, to start out. Yeah, I, I like this deal, honestly, for both sides. I think getting a first-round pick for P.J. Washington, who's a good player, and I'll, I'll just talk about his fit on, on Dallas for a little bit. Is mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's kind of like a very good fit. I mean, they we know, we know the guards they have. The reason they saw Grant Williams is because they were missing something in that four. I mean, they were they had Davis Bertans who literally just got traded for nothing, um, uh, at that four spot for a long time, and Maxi Kleber as well. Like they were kind of forcing guys that should be that backup four, backup five into that starting role almost. And now they got a guy who you know he can get you know those those fifteen. Like you mentioned, he could be their third option. He's athletic. He can kind of work off Luca. He can catch lobs. I mean, they probably saw that Kyrie lob the other night. We're like, we should do that more. Let's yeah. go trade for <laughs> P.J. Washington. And I also think Charlotte got a good deal. I think getting a first is, is cool because um, I don't know what P.J. Washington's future there really was. Um, and I think getting Grant Williams, who could develop into another piece where you get second-round picks, even if it's not a first round. And I don't know if Seth Curry's really going to – either be flipped or anything. I think he might just – he actually might get bought out for all we know. One of them had Seth, uh, Kyle Lowry, one of them. Yeah. At least one of them is going to end up getting bought out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want to throw in here. I'm looking at CVS's uh, early winners and losers of the trade deadline, and they said losers is Grant Williams. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he really thought he had, like, a a home because he sounded, what, I believe a three-year? A a four-year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why, like, yeah, it's so bad for that. Yeah, for the Hornets, yeah, yeah, I mean, he didn't even last in a trade deadline, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not one. They didn't even be like, ah, we'll see what we can do in the playoffs. Yeah, which is funny because uh, beginning the season, Grant Williams looked really, really good, but then he kind of mellowed out a little bit. Just wasn't really, uh, yeah, the same impact player he was for uh, Boston, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, for the Hornets, at least we kind of know what their direction is. You know, just trying to accumulate assets, pretty much, whether that's draft compensation and. A potential Grant Williams that he you know is able to develop there and maybe become a solid piece. Whether that's you trade him or you know the Hornets actually put something together at some point, he's uh, a part of that. Yeah, I think the Hornets it's a big move, especially being able to get a first round pick. Definitely does as Lockwood with this next trade. I'll start with you because uh, it's a trade, all right. Um, all right, so one other one that kind of went under the radar, nothing too crazy. Royce O'Neal and David Roddy going to the Suns. Uh, Memphis ended up getting a pick swap. Don't know which pick that was. And then Brooklyn ended up getting three second-round picks. Don't know who those picks came from, but they end up getting that in that three-team deal. All right, back to the Philadelphia 76ers because they made a move that was unexpected of, I would say, a large portion of their fan base. 
Lock, I'll start with you. Patrick Beverly, uh, in what is a very short time in Philadelphia, didn't even last past the All-Star game. He is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, and Philadelphia in return got campaign and a uh, second-round pick, man. Uh, just take, go ahead and take it from there. I don't even want to say any more. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just an awful trade for the Sixers. I you, you basically take the heart out of the team here with the, with Patrick Beverly again. Only been here a couple of months, but he embraced Philly. And to say that now we get a guy who I, I might be a top five guy I didn't want in the entire league on my team campaign, and I, it, it's just I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't I don't like campaign. I Chill never on have. Him. Chill on him. He, he hasn't been a great player, and I don't think ever. But it's just you have to think about it logically with. The, the move. I mean, defensively, he's he's a liability, and shooting-wise, he can have those nights where he can hit a couple, uh, three or two off the bench, but he's not going to add anything anything more than yeah. Patrick Beverly is going to give you. Yeah. And I again, the, the tenacity of Patrick Beverly outweighs anything campaign can give you, and, and that's just how it is. And obviously, there's even uh, a later trade with the Sixers that's even more questionable. But this is kind of kind of pushed the. Uh, I don't even know what, what to, how to describe it. Just everything mm. seemed like it was crashing down when I when I got this notification, and I'm uh, obviously not happy about it. Yeah, and I don't know where to start. Look, you touched on it. I mean, you touched on campaign. I, this really doesn't have anything to do with campaign. He's just going to sit at the end of the bench. Look, the re- I'll I'll give you the front office side aspect of what they're thinking. They see that Kyle Lowry's bought going to be bought out. They see Spencer Dinwiddie's going to be bought out. So that means Pat Bev is going to be out of the rotation, right? So hey, we get a free second round pick. Daryl Morey sees these players as chess pieces. He doesn't see Pat Bev as what Justin mentioned, the heart and the soul and and bringing that energy. And and Daryl Morey just saw, hey, look, I get a free second-round pick here. Why not? But it's it, it's just I you can't – there's sometimes just a smart trade on paper just isn't a smart trade. Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, Pat Bev would have been pushed out of the rotation due to, again, Kyle Lowry possibly coming here and even Spencer Dinwiddie now possibly coming here um, in Philadelphia. It's – it's I you can't – you just can't do that, I don't think. I don't think the second's that valuable versus what Pat Bev brought to the team. I mean, he was – I mean, we saw that mic'd up clip when he was against yep. the Nuggets. Everybody and, did. And I don't know if you guys saw, but he, he they went – he did an emergency podcast because he got traded. And shout out to him, you no, know, getting, not, getting a bag. Well. Getting a bag. Good for him because, you know, he's making money off, you know, a situation where he got screwed over. Um, and he went live and he said Daryl Morey told him after that game, you're not getting traded. And like, because he went up to Daryl Morey and said, yo, am I getting traded? He said, so it goes back to James Harden. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for a team where Daryl Morey is the GM. And, man, I'm going to miss Pat Bev, man. He he was one of those players where you were like, this guy was made for Philly. He was on, like, the Lakers. You're like, he's made for Philly. And you're like, I can't wait. And then we finally got him. And we got him on a minimum. And he, and he was great here. I mean, yeah. he did – he was ball handling. He was teaching young players how to, you know, defend, how to, you know, do a bunch of stuff that you do in the NBA. And they just – they said it's – they, Maury doesn't see value in that, and I I think that's why it's it's tough. Some GMs, I think you need to know how to play the sport, and I don't think Daryl Morey's ever been in a true locker room. I don't know his past in high school and stuff, but I don't think he's ever been in a locker room, and I think he just saw value. He saw you know his computer say, hey, second's more valuable than Pat Bev, who would get a lot more DMP, especially in the playoffs, and that's just where he stands. 
the way I looked at it was sort of like not the NBA wouldn't even exist without fans mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. And you just took the fan's second or second or third favorite player from that Sixers lineup and pretty much just tossed him to the side pretty much for a second-round pick when it comes down to it. Because campaign, as Locke said, doesn't do anything better than whatever Patrick Beverly. And Patrick Beverly, the role that he's had to do recently, like when the season started, we did not think you know he'd have to be out here starting, having to run of a rotation of B-Ball Paul, uh, Nicholas Batum. It's just what he's had to do here as a Sixers you know, player. It just doesn't feel like he got respected at the end of the day, which, as you said, Doc, Back to that state. Everybody wanted to kill James Harden when he said it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to kill him. It's just like, and in the, their plan is, we'll get to this later, their plan is to have this cap space this offseason, and you've seen you've screwed over multiple players now. What player is going to openly sign here yeah. knowing that you know you could be a, like, a very good role player and you could be exceeding expectations, exceeding your contract like Patrick Beverly did, and just get tossed to the side for a second-round pick and, you know, it, it it's just tough, man. I feel like there there always there always should be a relationship between a GM and and the players. Like even if it's even, look, guys get traded all the time, but you he said he, he said you're not getting traded, and then trade him two weeks later. Would not be surprised if Daryl Morey his next public event, whether that's at a Sixers game. Don't think you should do a press conference post trade deadline. I, it should so, happen. Well, wherever he is, where there's fans. That brother's going to be booed. As long as he yeah. knows that's that's going to happen, as I would say, actually, at that point, for that specific trade, we're not even to the second trade, which, mm. oh, Lord. <laughs> but for that one, uh, he can definitely be end up getting booed. Right, some other little things that ended up happening, Doug McDermott goes to Indiana, second-round pick for the Spurs. Uh, Sacramento got Robin Lopez in some cash for absolutely nothing from Milwaukee. So Milwaukee gets nothing instead of, you know, moving on from one Lopez brother. And then another, actually, there's a couple more we'll go over here before we uh, mention this last Sixers deal. Daniel Gafford, no longer a member of uh, the Wizards. He's going to Dallas. We'll see how that ends up working with them. Rashawn Holmes in a first-round pick ends up going to the Wizards. Uh, Portland gets Delano Banton. Honestly, can't tell you who that brother is. I apologize. Off rip. Maybe if I saw your picture, but off name. Uh, I'm not familiar with you. Uh, Boston ends up getting a second round pick, though, in that. And then, once again, a guy that just on national television played his heart out going against, which I will say, the greatest point guard on to ever play in the NBA, going against him, putting some work against him as well, stealing the ball, playing choppy defense on him. Now that guy's a member of uh, a rival team of the Philadelphia 76ers, Jaden Springer. He is now a member of the Boston Celtics, and mm. this this quickly reminded me of uh, Carson Edwards' trade before Carson Edwards was actually a, six, a Sixer, though. I I loved Carson Edwards coming out of college, and then the Sixers picked him, and then I think a couple picks later they ended up trading him to the Celtics. All right. But Jane Springer, especially after the game he just had on national television. It's not even just one game. He locked exactly. up Luca on Monday as well. Now, what I will say when uh, when we had started to real- when I started to realize, okay, we just gave up two players for Buddy Heald. We just gave up uh, – Patrick Beverly, I was like, okay, maybe this is Nick saying, all right, Jaden Springer. You Literally. Sh- you showed uh, 
That's what I you're, thought. You're that guy now at this point. You can come off that bench, kind of get that prime bench role. But we were wrong. Yep. <laughs> I, I That's literally exactly one of the points why I was not too upset about the Patrick Beverly trade. Like, emotionally, I was still was mad, but I was like, you know, at least it, there seems to be a basketball aspect that is right here and the thought process is right. And I thought part of that thought process was Jane Springer getting more minutes. But we live in a world where, you know, things change quickly. And yep. Boy, did I not think that I was going to see Jane Springer get traded just by himself. Like, if he was a throw-in for, you yeah. know, something else, like, I get it. Um, and it's just annoying, man. I mean, you made trades with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, and you got a second-round pick for Jane Springer, who, by the way, younger than Chet Holmgren, um, has locked up has locked up Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. Um, and you gave him to a team... <laughs> And a very smart front office. The fact that the Celtics traded for him makes me feel very confident in my opinion about Jaden Springer. Um, and they gave him away for nothing. And they almost... I just don't get it. Again, he's 21 years old. Again, is his offense game all the way there? No. Is he Is he the best on-ball defender in the NBA? He might. And he might. And now he gets to go to the Celtics who... Have a history of having those type of players and, and growing those type of players. You know, they grew Marcus Smart. They they let Derek White now go all the way, you know, to the player he is today and almost all-star if the guards weren't so stacked in the East. And now you let Jane Springer go there. And I I know he's going to turn into something in Boston. I'm rooting for him. I, I, I want to continue to laugh at this organization because they told me I shouldn't care that Isaiah Joe got waived because he's just Isaiah Joe. Oh, he's, he's just a second-round pick. You know, he's just a G-leaguer, and then he turns into one of the most efficient NBA players. Um, and then now I'm probably going to be told again not to care about Jane Springer because, you know, he only – he was a G-leaguer last year. You know, he doesn't get too many minutes in the NBA and – you're, t- you're told all this stuff, and then I'm going to watch Jane Springer turn into a longtime player for the Celtics probably, and we'll come back to this, and it will be just a why. And I think the worst part about it was last minute. I thought I was like, you know, we got Buddy Heald. I can, I can get behind why they traded Patrick Beverly, and then they did this. And it's just like not only was it awful on paper, it was to the Boston Celtics and yeah. to a team that, I hope he thrives on, honestly. I, I really – it's just a joke, and I, if the more and more he gets embarrassed, the more likely uh, he might he might get the can. Because he's got – look, I'll give him July 1st. If, if his plan isn't done by July 1st, get out. <laughs> because yeah. you, you've hyped up the trade deadline. Oh, maybe yeah. we can make a move. Then you hyped up the offseason, and you're like, well, we got now we got money. Because now the only players on a contract for the Sixers next season are Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Assuming – if the Sixers don't get out of the first round, Paul Reed's contract's not guaranteed. So. He's got a lot of work to do. Lock, over to you. They even mentioned Daniel House is not on the roster anymore. They didn't even mention yeah. he's now. They didn't even put him on the CBS thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's getting bought out. So. He's a piston at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I agree a lot with what Doc said, I mean, it, it's again, you draft this guy, I believe, 18 or 19 years old, and again, it's been a couple of seasons, two or three, and again, it just seems like the second that he actually gets obviously some, some rotation uh, minutes here, it's just, all right, let's just back out, let's just take the pick, and again, it doesn't make any sense to me at all, and I think the day started off pretty solid with Buddy Heald, and then you get into these last hour, and it's just like, all right, well, 
I guess the season's over. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> with Embiid being out, obviously for the two months span, it's most likely going to be. It's going to be tough, obviously, especially with the Knicks and the Cavs kind of finding their momentum. The Celtics have been the best team in the league as of late for the last three, four months. It's nothing you really, really could do in that spot, but you could have obviously held on to Jaden Springer. And mm-hmm. if you if you did have to lose Beverly, I get it. But in this spot where you pick up a 31-year-old guard, you give up a 21-year-old guard who, as, as Doc said, best on-ball defender, I would say in the league as well. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense when when he can clamp these guys that are, again, the biggest best guards in the league. You give them up to your, your really your rival. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't. If it would have been any other team, I still would have been upset. But knowing that it's the Celtics, it just puts more salt in the wound. And and that's what to see this guy more often than not. I, I do hope that he does well. I just. I, it's going to be tough if he wins a title with the Celtics because I, I don't want to see the Celtics win a title. It's just that's just how it is yeah. for me. And before we go ahead and switch to because lock uh, not lock excuse me airs you're not off the hook because we're getting ready to talk about teams, <laughs> teams that didn't make uh-huh. any deals. Uh-huh. But before we get there, Sixers I don't know how many more games they have left this season with the roster they have right now with Embiid being out at least a month and some time. <laughs> I don't think they win half the games they have left. 32 yeah, games left. With their roster. I don't think there's a possibility you guys are in the play-in. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a possibility. I think it's Let's likely. See. Really? Uh, 30 and 20. We're the five seed right now. Three games between us and the Pacers. Or two games between us and the Pacers yeah. at the six seed. Wow, five. I didn't. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, this is the thing I'll say about the Sixers posting. The reason why I don't think they fall in the plan, though, is due to the fact that they are a very good team. They're not very good, but they're a good team even without Embiid. The only problem is recently they've been without not just Embiid. They've been without DeAnthony Mellon, Nick Batum, Maxi's been in and out. Tobias has been in and out. If they can get just everybody but Embiid finally back and add Buddy Heal to that, I think they could possibly even catch like the Milwaukee Bucks of all teams and find a way to get like the four seed. but yeah, the dreams of being like a two, three seed right now are cooked, and uh, yeah, I kind of want them to fall to the six seed. If I, I want them to be two, three, or six, uh, I don't want to be four or five. But we'll see what happens. All right, moving on to first a team that I think we can all agree probably should have made some moves that didn't end up making any moves, which they have a very big night tonight as well. Uh, late game on. What's today? Third, so late game on TNT when it comes down to it. The Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers have a roster problem. Uh, they have too much of some things, and they did not fix that during this trade deadline, which we all expected. You know, there was the well after Zach Levine got injured, re-injured to where he said the season was over. We knew that brother was not getting moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of shot him. No pun intended. Kind of shot himself in the foot there, even though he does have a foot injury at the moment. <laughs> but. The Lakers don't do anything. For sure thought DeJounte Murray was another guy that was going to end up moving. The Lakers, you know, his name was around him a lot. Uh, it seems like D'Angelo Russell, well, not seems like, D'Angelo Russell will be staying with the Lakers. How do you kind of take in all this? Because your team right now sitting in that nine spot in the Western Conference with that roster. Uh, I don't know how many questions we're going to have to be asking at the end of the season, though. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I got a couple answers for you right now. They're not – they're not – Make it back to Western Conference Finals. There's no shot that's going to happen. Harbor, like any injuries to the teams above them, there's no chance if every team they play is healthy that they make it to the Western Conference Finals. They'll be lucky if they even make it to the second round at this point. Because they're, I mean, even at this point, they'll be lucky if they're even in the playoffs because they're in the play-in. So I don't know exactly what the plan is. Well, I know what they're trying to plan. They're trying to 
go after a superstar because uh, what I'm reading now is that apparently in the offseason they'll have three first-round picks available to trade and possibly go after someone. But that's the key word, possible. Mm. It's not guaranteed that you'll get someone. You can. It, it's the thing with the Lakers that I feel like I'm not sure if uh, outside fans agree with this, but I feel like there's a thing called the Lakers tax. That, like Teams, when they trade with the Lakers, they ask for way more because it's the Los Angeles Lakers. And <laughs> I mean, I, that's just kind of fair. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I just the, – the big name that I've, I'm seeing is like the possibility of Donovan Mitchell, which you, you, you go for that guy if you, if you have the chance to. But I'm just – again, it's the possibility. And what's not, what's not a possibility is that LeBron's getting older. AD's getting older. And also, this is like the first year in a while that AD's played majority of the games and not yeah. been hurt. I just don't. Now, please knock on some wood real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not to cut you off, but it, it is kind of. I know the Lakers were kind of handicapped with some of their assets, but it is kind of a joke that you finally get a LeBron AD healthy season and and they don't make one move. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't try and fully take advantage of that. I don't understand why you don't. And which it's weird because it doesn't make sense to me why the Lakers this year just haven't performed, especially with LeBron and AD being mostly healthy. Like, it's the same exact team mostly that brought them to the Western Conference Finals. It's just, I know the answer is that they're just not playing as well. Russell, for most of the year, was not playing well until more recently than Hachimura. I haven't seen that same Hachimura in the playoffs. Austin Reeves has been hit or miss. He's been playing really good recently, but it's just as a team, they're not consistent enough. I mean, I, especially defensively. Defensively, they're the most inconsistent team I've ever seen. Like, there, there's times, like, against the Knicks, they played really good. But then there's other times they can't guard anything. Everyone's wide open. hitting. They're hitting all the shots they can against the Lakers. And that, as CBS says here, they're definitely the biggest loser in the trade deadline because they're banking a lot on the offseason that they get someone, which who knows who that someone is because they're, they're swinging for the fences thing. It's going to be Donovan Mitchell, but – I'm not sure the likelihood of that. I just know that LeBron's going to be another year older, and it's not even guaranteed that he'll be back as a Laker. So, I don't know. Rob Palenka, this is this was the move you decided to make. So, hopefully in the offseason you can prove all the Laker fans wrong that you had this big mastermind plan all along. The duality of sports. Rob Palenka probably went from having the best trade deadline last year to this year not even making a move and arguably having the worst and not making that move. But that pretty much wraps up our trade talk here. We still have a little bit of a show left. We're going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we still have some all-star game reserves to talk about, some new folks got put into some slots, and then we also have to talk about exactly some of the games tonight and why it's a big night for the Lakers in L.A. as well. Right now you're tuned into the N one podcast. We'll be back here in just a bit. Back here on the N one podcast, just had wrapped up segment one where we just went through pretty much every trade that had happened within the past 24 hours here uh it's been an eventful day we'll we'll say definitely one of the more active nba trade deadlines we've had also one of the more ones where it seemed like more important pieces were actually going to teams that needed to be gordon hayward out there in okc uh pj washington to the mavs seems like they can fix that up a little bit and then even Shoot, Jane Springer's going to end up getting minutes with the Celtics, too, as well. How many more times do the Sixers play the Celtics this year? Uh, twice. And it's they're both on the road. so He will be in that game, I'll tell you that. Mm. Uh, whether it's for one minute or ten, he will be in that game for sure. But, all right, going on to segment two. Didn't get to touch on this uh, on the episode at all uh, last week. Well, 
because the reserves were announced last week. But uh, the All-Star reserves were announced for the Eastern and Western Conference. So we'll start here with the East. Bam Adebayo, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, and now Scotty Barnes and Mm. Trey Young. Of course, uh, Scotty Barnes taking the spot of Embiid. Now, I was under the impression Trey Young technically had taken the spot for Randall. Yeah, but, that's what it's saying. Okay, yeah. all right. Because on the NBA website, they still have Randall's name up there and not in beat. Or, yeah, but you get the point there. But mm-hmm. uh, folks were saying when it came to, M- I guess you say, I hate this term because it's not real. NBA Twitter. <laughs> I hate this term. But It's a mythical yeah. land. It's like Narnia. <laughs> 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 like there's people who aren't, aren't real. The you know the guys were once they realized Trey Young had not been picked to an All Star game this year at first, uh, they started to slander some folks that were picked, such as Tyrese Maxey saying that he didn't he uh, Trey Young had deserved to take his spot. Uh, even there were some folks you know saying uh, Trey Young probably even should have taken Jalen Brown's spot. Uh, at that point, sometimes your opinion just becomes wrong. Yeah. And that was one of those points. I mean, there. it's like every time an All Star game is announced in all sports, they always need to find a way to make yep. it that the, the list isn't perfect. Yeah, and Trey Young, look, he's deserving. I'm very glad he got in somehow. Um, sadly, obviously, don't want to see yeah. him in because of injuries. But he is having an underrated season mm. for kind of like a how do you say it? A, a polarized player. You know, a lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. Hate his guts. Think he's you know the most overrated player in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's he's deserving. Have you heard, like, the arguments people are making that, not just, like, oh, like, this guy should be over this guy, but, like, also, like, maybe they should increase the amount of all-stars for each side? I saw that, which is... Cause right, right, right now, we sit at 14, what, what I just counted. I I say no. Keep it where Cause, it is. Because 14, is, yeah, that's... I got to see the guys on the court at some exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you get more people. Like, <laughs> not so you, tr- yeah. You add, you add two, three people, like, not everyone's seeing the same amount of minutes. Yeah. I'm not Even tr- then, the, some of the... Res- like, for example, when it comes to, like... Dude, dude, I think like Marcus Aldridge made like three straight All Star games, and I don't think he got a minute in like any of them. <laughs> like like no. Scotty Barnes is not going to play more than eight to twelve minutes in this All Star game at no point here. Yeah, yeah. I think the the they just want to expand it for like legacy reasons, you know. I feel like that's which more it's good. like it's. I know there's a lot of talent in the NBA. Like Trey Young being an All Star snub, if you said that like with the way the I, league was like seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, like you'd be like, really? For, like, for, for cause me, Derek yeah. white would have been like starting the all-star yeah. game seven years ago. The yeah, season yeah. he's had. Yeah. For me, it's not even like just uh Trey young. I feel like more of a snub is a uh, De'Aaron Fox. And, yeah, we, and, have, and we can go through the West right now. Sabonis yeah. didn't make it either. Right. Yeah, Sabonis oh. didn't make it either. He was mm-hmm. almost averaging a triple double. We'll go through those West reserves. Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis. Good Lord. This is an old squad. And then you got a young guy, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and then Cat from Minnesota as well. Yeah, that is a uh, that's an old squad right there. Besides Ant, and then I guess you can throw Cat in there on the younger side as well. And Devin Booker, actually, I can't even really call him young at this point. He's been around forever as well. But yeah, you mentioned no Sabonis, no De'Aaron Fox. The year Doc had said this on a previous uh, podcast. The year that they had last year. Not too far off from the year they're even having this year, just because of what they were able to do last year and the way people in the media magnetize it a lot much more. They're not really seen as much now, I would say, when it comes down to it. So Sabonis and Fox not ending up getting that. I will say, though, I guess you would have had Sabonis in over 
uh, either Kawhi or Paul George. Maybe that's tough though because yeah. you yeah. Look, like, Kawhi definitely deserves it. Paul George, like his numbers, he deserves it, but like he has not jumped out yeah. like any games this year. But if you look at his numbers, I mean, he's shooting like forty. I think he's shooting like forty over forty percent from three. Like he's averaging like over twenty. Like he's got all star numbers, and the Clippers are obviously well, we're the number one seed, and all the, fell all the way down to fourth, which is kind of funny in one night. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, especially in February. But yeah, I mean, Paul George deserved it. It's just like mm, it's it's just weird a team like the Kings that are top six, right? Top five, I think. Um, top they're, six because they lost last night. Six. They they they're, they, they, they're right now. Oh, they're seven. Wow, they the fell Kings? all the way down because yeah. the wow. Pel the Pelicans won last night and passed them, and so did the Suns, and they yep. passed that them. That last week of basketball, yeah. When we that Western Conference, because but it's weird, like because when the voting finished, they were the five seed. It's very weird for a five seed not to get one All Star, you know? Yeah. So that's that's a tough tough thing. Yeah. But it's like you look at the names, you're like, well, yeah. I could see why they would do that. Yeah. You know, so I actually want to correct myself from earlier. I said there was 14 spots. I was actually count. They still had Randall and Embiid listed, so I counted oh, them 12. as well. So 12, it's actually 12. Yeah. yeah, even then. Yeah, even then. It's a, that's you a, only got five, and then the, another five, and then you got those two left. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like looking at it. It's like it's hard to throw Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox because that you got to throw someone off, and it's I. You can maybe argue Cat. I, I would have argued that, yeah. but after it's, his. What was it, 62 or whatever it was? Honestly, you probably lost the game because they tried to to do a little too much there. But I could definitely see, you know, make a good argument for Sabonis retaking Cat's spot. Yeah, it's just, I see what people are saying. It's like the league is just really talented. So, like, it's going to be a thing for, like, probably forever at this point that, like, there's going to be guys that just get snubbed, you know? Surprised they didn't put their uh, child Wemby in there. Was surprised. No, that's what we had that debate. Remember last week? Yeah, and I think even the week before we started mentioning. I honestly think he deserved it. Over who? Can I ask? Yeah, like when at the time I would say that, but like I can't put him over these guys. This is the tough thing. I think he deserved it over Cat, but Cat's numbers look so good, dude. Like there, he's like forty-two percent from three. Yeah. Um, but Wembenyama, I mean, dude, Wembenyama is. May I'm ready to say Wembenyama is the best defender in the NBA. He, I don't think do I don't think I, at least the most value uh, defender in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he's a rookie. He's getting yeah. get better. Yeah, and like he's I saw somebody a lot. It, it kind of got high on NBA in the mythical land of NBA Twitter that it <laughs> mentioned earlier, but um, that it got hot. Like they were debating, not debating, but like showing Wembenyama stats this year versus like Rudy Gobert's like defensive player of the year seasons, and like Wembenyama has. Bloom out of the water, mm-hmm. and like those seasons by Rudy Gobert were like ridiculous. Yeah, and that's just how good Wembenyama is. I mean, he gets blocks. He obviously defers shots. He's not just like a quote unquote block merchant like some other players that only mm-hmm. get blocks defensively. He actually is contesting everything, getting, and, and he can guard out on the yeah. perimeter. Sure like, can, and yeah. it's like it, 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 another guy that we know who just gets blocks that can't defend yeah. out there on the perimeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he averages twenty points per game on like forty eight percent from the field. Obviously, is he is he as efficient as you want him to be? No, but that's still twenty points per game on forty eight percent from the field on generational defense and mm-hmm. especially being you know the nba being the way it is and you know look it's a business and saying women yama's in the all-star game as a rookie is cool because he's probably gonna make it every other he's gonna be like lebron yeah. he's never gonna miss another one probably after this year 
So yeah. it would have been cool, but and I think he deserved it. But I understand why he wasn't in it. But I think I would have given him the nod just because, again, I think he, I think if you told me he was the defense player of the year, I'd be like, yep, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I think not only is this a a popularity contest, but it's also at least for me, I like I value which I assume assume a lot of other NBA fans value is like the winning aspect. Yeah, I, and I will say this is like a big asterisk because if anyone's actually watched Spurs basketball. I don't know what it is when it gets late in the game and they just refuse to give the ball to Wembyama. Yeah, there's been a lot of mo- it's been it's like hell even in the second quarter. Sometimes yeah, they won't give him the ball. Honestly, they really could just throw it to Wembyama every single time because he just cuts and he's wide open. Just throw a lob and he'll just hop up and get it. While we're on the Spurs, too, one of the, this is also something we can probably dive deeper into on Monday. Uh, Kelvin Johnson, uh, I think the fall off. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's not that. But it may need to be studied. From uh, from what he did, um, you know, over what was that? Was that the Olympics that he it was? was part yeah, of? it was Team USA. Yeah. From what he was able to do there, coming back, I was like, oh, all right, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that next guy. Uh, Julian Champagne has his starting spot right now. Kevin Johnson comes off the bench. Yeah. Um, Another six former six <laughs> that they let go. Mm. That they let Greg Pop get their hands on yeah. once again. Yeah. It was like at first they had, um, I believe it was. Vassell and uh, Keldon Johnson starting together. Then they moved Vassell to the bench, and Keldon Johnson was starting. Now they switched it back, and now Dan Vassell recently has been like on fire. He has been, yeah. And but Keldon Johnson has been like, yeah, like compared to what you, at least everyone was expecting after Team USA. Then at some points during the season, I remember the first game against the Mavericks, he looked really good. So did Vassell, and like you had a lot of hope for the Spurs team. We thought, oh, maybe they're better than they. That they're that we thought they were going to be coming into the year, but no, so far they've been kind of what uh we believe that Wemby was going to uh, be a star, but then it's like who are we going to build around with him? Because I don't know about the Jeremy Shoham point guard experience. I'm not sure how if that's going to be a thing that goes <laughs> that happens next year. You're not the only one that that experiment there. It just an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was right there. And honestly. Props to Pop and all that, one of the greatest NBA coaches ever. But I uh, could not get behind that one right there. All right, of course, NBA All-Star Weekend, February 16th through the 18th in Indianapolis. Should be a good week, and I do feel like this will be – I feel like this will be one of the better ones we've gotten. Now, I still don't know. So, all right, help me out with this. Confirmed for the dunk contest. Confirmed. All right, we still. have <laughs> – <laughs> exactly, Mac McClung. I think I think he's confirmed. Yeah, he I conf- think he's confirmed. Like, like, I no saw he was invited. I mean, with all due respect to him, and I, <laughs> you're not busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, yeah. like you won it last year, you're there. He's been um, <laughs> uh, Hawkes is obviously confirmed, uh, yeah, right? Um, oh, yeah. Hawkes, yeah. Uh, did they sure. they confirmed Jacob Toppin, right? As of wait, look, I think that was confirmed. And then I think the only question report. mark is Jalen Brown, but. It's they have all participants revealed as of three hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Brown says official. Oh, Brown's okay. Official. okay. Hey, okay, yeah. So Brown, Hawkes, uh, Jacob Toppin, and Mac McClellan. So one of That's these the guys doesn't belong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I do feel like though, because we know Jalen. Well, at least at least two years ago, he could get up. I don't know. I haven't seen him yeah. dunk in game with that kind of uh, tenacity when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Jacob Toppin, the brother can get up. Oh, I'm yeah. Hawkes. Hasn't had the opportunities to kind of dunk like he was able to at UCLA. We'll see what he's able to do. Mac McClung, we've obviously seen. I do feel like I'm hoping that they can kind of 
do well, so it starts to bring some prominence back to the NBA All-Star Weekend anyway when it comes down to it. The three-point contest will be as what it usually is. I am a little excited for the Sabrina versus Steph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little excited for that. Yeah, now. I am. I, that's actually – and I'm also excited because I think I always like the three-point contest, and now it feels like the first time in forever the Sixers actually have somebody in it uh, and Maxi, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I Actually, it's weird because the dunk contest and is fun – but it's almost like I think NBA fans expect so much of it now that like they can't even enjoy like a good dunk contest because now they expect like the best of the best. But I really do appreciate Jalen Brown coming out, even though he's not like a star star, you know. Wow. Uh, all right. I mean, <laughs> the like mon- he's the not. Money, he's, the money yeah, says the money otherwise. says otherwise. <laughs> he's not like again. He's not. He's not. Um, it's like. Well, he's better than Zion, but like you know, he's not Zion in a dunk contest yeah. like that kind of marquee. Um, but. I appreciate it, but it's kind of weird, you know. It's Jalen Brown and then look the other three names, or even yeah. Hawkins is having a very good season. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of weird seeing those names. People will hit yeah. on Toppins just because they don't know who he is when yeah. it comes down to it. But he's just, yeah, just he, like his brother. Yeah, he can get up there. I want to see what he's able to do as well when it comes down to it. Um, they also have the new LED court as well when it comes to uh, the. Sh- Saturday night for it. So the three point contest, skills stuff, all that stuff will have a nice LED court. So I was trying to figure out like how are they gonna are they gonna paint the lines for Sabrina when it comes down? Because she said she was gonna shoot from NBA range. I don't know about all that. But yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. But a nice LED court as well. I do feel like this will be one of the and the NBA All Star game. Uh back to East and West, of course. Now Adam Silver, you know, I he was on uh, what's JJ's podcast called? Uh, um, Old Man the Three. Earlier in the year, he was on that for a decent amount of time, talking about all the changes that were going to happen. He had mentioned that the players did not some of the things, the reasons why the players weren't you know actively participating last year and maybe even the year before that is because it didn't feel like a game. They said, especially Jason Tatum was one of the guys to speak out about this. Um, when you have that introduction with the stage and all that, then you have the halftime, which is four or 30 minutes pretty much, a halftime concert. doesn't feel like an NBA game, so they're trying to scale back on some of those things. Now, of course, yesterday I just saw a list of everybody that's performing, so I don't know how that's really going to end up working, but I do hope that the players are able to focus in a little bit and you know, kind of bring back the energy with an all-star game that Kobe would like when it comes down to it, the energy that Kobe would like to see out there when it comes down to it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We'll see what we end up getting, though. All right. Seems like we're moving on now to tonight's games, which I will say, uh, before 30 minutes ago, I did not know we were this stacked tonight. Uh, there's some solid games going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just weird. Usually it's like a dead day, isn't it? Because yeah. they, they want to let you know players set up for post-trade deadline stuff. But We'll start off with a game that's taking place in Indiana, the Warriors and the Pacers. This one starts... At seven, uh, don't believe there's anybody crazy on the injury report. Uh, Draymond Green's questionable. Oh, okay. So, of course, Halliburton's still on the minutes restriction. Now it's questionable. Of course, Korkmaz probably not going to end up playing. Doug McDermott not going to end up playing. And when you said that, I was like, wait, what? I almost <laughs> forgot. I already forgot, dude. dude it's, it takes me like a week to realize all the trades. Like, even when I see Buddy Hill, when I see like the Buddy Hill's active tonight, I'm like, he's, he's what? I mean, <laughs> I'm like, we're playing the Pacers. I mean, when it came to Korkmaz, I mean, yeah, you you just assumed that. Oh, no, he didn't yeah. actually get traded. Yeah, no. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I said this, not to go off uh, track, but I said this in in the sports group. you like, Korkmaz has been on the Sixers since Barack Obama was our president. Jeez. <laughs> like, we drafted him before that 2016 wow. uh, debate. Um, that's scary. 
that, that is scary to think about because not for one of those years was he a game from got got like minutes from game one to game eighty two consistently. Oh, yeah. oh no! And like honestly, that is it's one of the most impressive feats uh, to be on a same team for eight years and not for one of those eight years have consistent minutes from start to finish of the yeah, season. That, that brother's inactive because he's celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> also asked for a trade multiple times and pretty much got ignored when it came down. Yeah, to. but the Warriors and Pacers, uh, Pacers are at home. Warriors on a back to back. I'm going to go ahead and take the Pacers in this one. Mm, I'm going to take the Pacers as well. I'll take the Pacers, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the outlier. I'm going to take Golden State just because I really like how Kaminga's playing recently. Hey, mm. Once I said it earlier. I hope he keeps it up so he can, you know, because earlier in the year when I had said, I was very confident when I said Kaminga would be most improved player. Mm-hmm. He did not show yeah, it until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not show it yeah. until now. I hope he keeps it up so he ends up winning, winning the uh, award when it comes down to it, though. All right, the Spurs and the Magic, another 7 o'clock. This one's in Orlando. I mean, I guess I'm going to take the Magic in this one when it comes down to it. Spurs mm. just... Mm, it's kind of tough. Yeah. For us, for us, like what feels like an easy pick, I think I'm going to go with the Spurs. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I've been the, hyping up one like, too much. You yeah, better the, back the, me up tonight. The, the Magic have been like... They, they should easily win this game, but they've been weird recently, so... Uh, they have been, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those nasty, not early 2000s, 92. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I'm, I'm going to go with the Spurs. I'll go Magic. All right, and then a team that's also on the back-to-back, the Cavs, or two teams that are on the back-to-back, Cavs and the Nets. Uh, I can't bet against the Cavs mm. at the moment. Yeah, Cleveland. Nope, nope. Yeah, yep. Cavs. Yeah. Cavs. Probably another Donovan Mitchell 35-plus point night as well. Uh, first game on TNT will be tuned in. The Mavericks and the New York Knicks. Sucks the Knicks aren't going to have, you know, the two guys they just ended up trading for. But even the it Mavericks. It says Bogdanovich is a game-time decision. I don't know if that's just, like, there's, there's capping no or they just they just well, say whatever. I guess Detroit's not that far. <laughs> but no way, listen, right? Listen, 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 listen. If, if he plays, that brother's committed. He does not. He does, he does not hey, Alec, Alec, Bur- Alec Burks knows the system. He could, he could yeah, probably hop in. Yeah. But I don't know about Bogdanovich. I'm yeah, going with the Mavs, though, because I don't know who the, who's going to be available for the Knicks to, tonight, really. Yeah, I'm guessing OG isn't playing. OG's still. out. Randall's yeah. out, obviously. Mitchell Robinson's obviously out. Brunson, game time decision. And yeah, Bogdanovich was, and Burks, yeah, you know, just, probably just, not playing as well. OG ain't there. Yep. At home. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Mavs. Luca, mm. Luca, MSG. Oh, my God. Knicks fans too happy oh, today. Did you, did, Knicks fans are way just, too happy for them to win this like, game. Did you guys watch the Dallas and Brooklyn game at all? I did not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Luca took – he absolutely just took over in the in the fourth quarter. Just dribble up, pull up. You know, remember how, like, KD in the finals way back yeah. with the Warriors how he, in Cleveland against LeBron? He they did that two times, back-to-back possessions. That was just mm. – what are you supposed to do about it? You know what that? he couldn't. You know who he couldn't do that to, Jan Springer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad? When you said that, I thought about. I didn't even think that he got traded. I was about to be like pushing agenda, and I forgot he's on the Celtics <laughs> now. Like this yeah. hurts, man. This is gonna take some some adjusting. Lock for you, Mavs Knicks. Uh, yeah, I take the Mavs. All right. Uh, at the moment, we've got. Battle of Mid, the Bulls. And oh, I, th- the- <laughs> I thought you were talking about the, the Wolves. I was, I, was <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I know they slumped it, but come on. <laughs> no, no. no, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that, no. 
The Bulls and Grizzlies, though, uh, this one's in Memphis. I mean, at this point, it's just a pick them at this point, really, because you can't, you can't predict any of these teams yeah. down to it. I guess give me the Grizzlies at home, yeah. I guess. My dog, Vince Williams Jr., he's he's, he's going – Coming into his own as a role player, and uh, I actually watched. I actually watched the Grizzlies just because of him, because I liked him a lot pre-draft, and uh, I'm glad he's actually he's actually getting minutes. It's honestly going to be a kind of a positive, not to go off track for the Grizzlies like that. Like they're going to allow some of these players to like get these minutes, and and then when everybody comes back, you're like, oh well, we all of a sudden we're like ten deep. Yeah, give me uh, the Bulls because Kobe White and Vucevic looks like the second coming hey, of uh, Shaq and Kobe. Kobe White, <laughs> Kobe White has actually been playing some great. But he's been playing yeah. even. I was actually there was a couple uh, videos of film that I, somebody had put on Twitter that I was able to watch. Kobe White is a very smart player. He's taking shots that aren't forced. He's giving the ball when the ball needs to be given up. He's coming on pretty strong. The only problem is he's not on a good team. That's the only issue though when it comes down to it. All right. Now, not the battle of mid here. The Timberwolves and the Bucks, eight o'clock tip off in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know what it is with the Bucks, but honestly, I can't trust them at the moment. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead with the Timberwolves here. Yep, I'm going to go the same way. Um, Let's let this. Uh, the only thing that can make me smile right now is Doc Rivers' downfall. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm no go- Chris Middleton. Uh, Giannis is questionable with the knee injury as well. Even if oh, I, I'm get, as well I, I was going to say, I was, even if Dame is playing, I'm take. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, same. Could be a big uh, Ant Edwards night. When it comes down. I mm. have to take a look at those odds. But you never know. Po- <laughs> post-shake Millen era for the Timberwolves could get ugly. Mm. The yeah. here. <laughs> Welcome to the know. play-in. They don't know impact. Real impact. <laughs> All right, 9 o'clock in Phoenix. The Jazz and the Suns. Um... Yeah, give me the jet. Uh, so, whoa, 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 What did he say? I, was, I, was, <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to troll with this one. <laughs> give me the sun. There we go. That was an accident. All right. This is tough for me. Not going to lie. I'm actually high on both these teams now. Especially, I actually, we didn't really dive into the Suns trades, and we probably will like when we go to our next yeah. and all that. But next uh, podcast on Monday. But I like what they did today. But obviously, they're not going to be available. And I like the Jazz a lot. I I might go with the Utah Jazz. Lowry marketing master. Yeah. I mean, it only takes. KD they didn't trade or... too much. Yeah, Utah didn't. Like, they, they have, like, pretty much their whole team outside. Like I mean, yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. the, like, the big names. Yeah, like Clarkson, yeah. and Sexton's still there. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, breaking news. Oh, Woj, Woj said that the OG Anobi had surgery to remove a loose bone fragment in his right elbow and will miss a minimum of three weeks. Glad Ooh. I picked that. I did not know. He was because he was What's, out was previously. Well, yeah, he put breaking in all caps, and I saw, and I was like, "Wait, the trade deadline's over." Man, just <laughs> like he's like breaking last minute. LeBron of the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> oh my god, nobody knew of it. <laughs> oh man, um, Pistons and Trailblazers. Uh, this one's in Portland. <sighs> Good lord. Pass. Uh, yeah. battle, for the, <laughs> battle for the first pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, the Trailbla- Trailblazers have actually. Yeah, been I've actually been winning. So, so. so have, uh, Detroit, honestly. Mm. Give me. Give I don't me, know who's going to be. I'll tell you. Give me Detroit, though. Give me. Give me the Pistons, just just because. Why not? Um, they have yeah. two winners now, and Ryan Archidiakno and Shake Milton. Um, and they may not be playing. <laughs> oh yeah, but they they're, are. They're in the building. <laughs> nah, probably not. I don't but, know, <laughs> it's in Portland. I don't know. If they Spiritually, are. they're there. <laughs> Spiritually, they have a locker. They have a locker in the locker room, possibly. Yeah, give me Detroit. Yeah, I'll take uh, 
I'll take Portland. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm feeling Portland pretty strongly on this. No, I, I get where you're coming from, but I don't know <laughs> these games. Yeah. I don't, uh, the, uh, the Pistons are on a back to back, though. That's the problem. They beat the Kings Wait, last night. Ba- oh, they're in. Okay, I was about to yeah. say they had to go from. Because I know they're important. I, yeah. I thought they had a crazy travel for a moment. Scared me there. For I mean, second. I wouldn't be surprised. The NBA probably don't care about them. They're yeah. probably like, eh, four games in four days. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Butler's about to send an angry email to Silver. That's like <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the final game of the night, which easily could be game of the night as well, the Nuggets and the Lakers at the Crypt. They are unveiling the Kobe statue, which... Please, I don't know who that architect is, mm. but there's only so many things you're allowed to get wrong in life. <laughs> this is not one of those things you're allowed <laughs> to get wrong in life. Mm. Now, when it comes to the poses that we'll see, I want to. I I kind of want like the the, 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 the ripped jersey. I saw that one. Uh, the, they, they could be safe and just do a fadeaway. But I really like the yeah. The fadeaway would kind of be tough. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. As long as they because they the, get the design right on the yeah. fadeaway, even with like his tattoos, the, like, and the all little that like stuff. the kick out, like the yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we're rooting for. As Ali Bruce of the news department uh, shows us half of the Chick Fil A order, thinking that we can see and understand her right now. <laughs> Have no idea what she's trying to say to us, though, but she probably appreciates that quick shout-out she just got here. But a uh, big night, though, for the Lakers, as we were saying. They unveiled the Kobe statue. Uh, you're playing the Nuggets, who kind of cooked you last year and let you know they cooked you last year as well. And you're wearing the Mamba jerseys as well. Mm, those are tough. I'm so glad they brought <laughs> the them back. The Lakers cannot lose. They oh, cannot lose this game. <laughs> why couldn't they pick this like a high school senior night? Like why can't why can't we be playing senior the night? Why can't we be playing the Pistons right now, man? Like the Nuggets. <laughs> no, but that's what makes this tough. I, I know, like they couldn't. They had to make it a game. I understand. Didn't that, didn't uh, didn't the Lakers and, and Nuggets have some good playoff series? Like the oh. back half of the Kobe. Uh, yeah. uh, career as well. Yeah, yeah, the back half. Yeah, yeah. like because yeah. obviously it was like the mellow days, and um, so I think this is pretty cool. As I'm trying to tell Allie Bruce now, give us ten minutes, please. Give us ten. Can we have ten? This ten minutes, ten minutes, please, ten minutes. And she finally agrees to that. Good lord, the things we have to go through here at the radio station. She doesn't All know right. the pain <laughs> I'm in right now. <laughs> Continue on air. Yeah, I mean. I feel like the it just feels like the Nuggets are going to play spoiler, even though I, the Lakers are definitely, you know, they're going to play with their heart out. I just feel like the Nuggets are just a better team. Obviously, they won the championship last year. I just, it, everything, even though it was written out like the Lakers are going to win this game, it felt that way, like way back in the bubble when they first revealed the Mamba jerseys. And we, it was game five, and we lost the Heat. Which I mean, we almost didn't because Danny Green almost saved us, but mm-hmm. <laughs> missed it. But that's besides the point. Lost a money, a lot of money on that shot too. Is that's another story yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's another story for off the air. Yeah, for a BTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember everything. I, where I was—that's a whole nother story. Where I was. What? 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 <laughs> if, if the NBA ever has like a bad week of play, we'll just—I we'll, want to hear that story on this podcast. <laughs> it might come out. It's like yeah, nothing it happens in the NBA. We just need to go oh, on, yeah. on stories. Just, I guess all that talk, right? I'm picking the Lakers just because they, they they can't they can't they can't <laughs> they lose. Can't. Almost had they me. Can't, they can't. They can't. Oh my goodness, they uh, can't. Especially if it's a. Oh my goodness, it's Kobe they, night. They, yeah, yeah. I I'm didn't probably, realize. I guess because we talked about it on our early bird show this morning. I was like, I was like, I just checked the date because I was uh, doing uh, putting the date on the news minute, and I saw I put you know two eight twenty four. I was like, wait, 
Gigi Bryant, Kobe yeah. Bryant. I was like, oh, like that's that's cool. Yeah, they planned this out like a whole year in advance. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just a little slow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't find out till like eight thirty this morning. But <laughs> but now nah, it is very cool, and I I, I think you, I'm gonna take the Lakers in this one. I I think that they're gonna get their get back on the Nuggets. They didn't get it on opening night, um, but I think they'll get it tonight. And you know, I'm sure it'll be cool, and it'll be cool to see those jerseys again because it was very nice seeing a team like the Lakers go a little bit different. Um, cause you yeah. see like the Lakers and Celtics with jerseys just bland. And when I see a team like the Lakers go different and it'd be very cool, I liked it a lot. So I hope they have a, a, a night of aura, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to, before we go to you lock, I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and take the Lakers. Uh, they can't lose it. They just can't. They, they're not allowed to lose. This game. <laughs> they cannot yeah. do it. They cannot. Uh, I'm going to be the, that guy though. I think the Nuggets are going to beat them. Sadly. Oh. Bro, you're a LeBron fan. You're down LeBron. They they wrote you off 23. They said you're washed 23. They <laughs> he, said you can't no, win big he, games 23. Prove hey, <laughs> me wrong. Bro. He, bro. He. Bro. Oh, man. This will be bigger than the 3-1 comeback. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. is, this, is this as big as the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> as big as the what? <laughs> My bad. As big as the big game. Nah, technically you're allowed to say it. It's just, you know, you weren't promoting it or yeah. anything like oh, okay. that. Uh, shout out to the FCC. If you want, if you yeah, want to listen. I'm doing the opposite. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be rewatching the Embiid 70-point game against the Spurs. Oh, man. <laughs> but a good night of NBA hoops could be upon us here. Some big games when it comes down to it. Obviously, the Lakers know what they need to do tonight. We'll see if they have the will and the strength to, to go ahead and do it at the end of the day. Any last words when it comes down to anything? We got OG Ananobi, his news in there. Anybody else want to leave off with anything? Um, I'm really excited about the celebrity game for All-Star. Mm. Hey, actually, we can, let's go ahead and take a look at that real quick. You know, that you uh, did they announce their rosters? They did. They yeah. did. So, did, did, you see the coach? did you see too. the coaches? No. no. Oh, it's it's Stephen A. and uh, Shannon Sharp. Are you serious? I'm yeah. dead serious. The last yeah. year they did like the Antetokounmpo brothers and then... They did? Yeah, I don't even remember that. That's crazy. it was kind of nasty, dude. They didn't even play in, like the stadium. They played in like a college gym. Yeah, yeah. So a couple people I can remember off the top of my head: Drewski is on one team, and then uh, Drewski's yeah, in it. Yeah, dude. R- honestly, R- them R- going uh, to Indiana's Mark, funny. Yeah, Mark's RDC is uh, on the other team. He's guarding Drewski. Those are the only two I can remember off the top of my head. CJ Stroud's ball. Constantine's on. Michael yep. Parsons. Yes. Uh, Mike- CJ Stroud too. CJ yeah, Stroud. Yeah, he's a bucket. Yeah, played. in high school. Yeah, Jalen Carter. I so he should be in this game soon. Jalen Carter, as he's got some clips in high school. I saw him do a windmill dunk. I was he, like, oh. he can get up. Yeah. Oh, oh, he can get up. It was like, <laughs> dude, I was like Zion. If you like squint in your eyes a little bit, because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's built like him, and he threw like a windmill down transition. I was like, uh, first I don't one, think you can do that. Ball, that's a, that's a shot at Zion. That he looks like a defensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Jalen Carter, man, he he like he was in high school. He was stocky. He still is, but. Meta World Peace also. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that a little unfair? A little bit. I feel like you have to be retired for like at least 15 years before you can play. So they have to have like someone else that's also retired, right? Or am I. They should. Right? Because that's kind of like the theme here. That's that's what I thought I was picking up. Yeah, they should have. Nah, they got Kai (laughs) Sinet. He's the worst player on the floor, sadly. How tall was he? Five? Dude, seven? he's like f- nine. Nah, five, nah, five, five, like five, five, five. Yeah, five, yeah. four. Wow. He's so short. They got Peyton Manning in this as a coach, yeah, too. Yeah. 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Halloween. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micah Parsons, I think, is pretty good, though. So I think yeah. he actually can be their meta world piece. No. But, dude, he didn't play in the NBA. Come on. Yeah, but he's also a lot younger. He's but like still, half his age, probably. Still, that's like a whole different skill set. Yeah, that's fair. That's. I really did think they had somebody else that had retired dude, I really just from the NBA. Like, so I thought they did, but mm-hmm. why is it not? 
coming up really at this point. It's quite surprising. I thought they would have, you know, evened it out like that, but I guess not when it comes down to it. Uh, what they break it for Stephen A. Right? Yeah, this is Friday at well, seven. I'll well, be- uh, Jewel Lloyd, uh, former WNBA player. So I guess, oh, I guess oh, that's yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. That's that's so I didn't even yeah. see that name actually. Yeah, she's the. Yeah. Oh yeah, cause she's all the way at the bottom, the bottom left. I need somebody to throw a lob to Meta World Peace. Mm. Um, Tristan Jazz, I know is good, so yeah, you probably yeah, can do he it. He does all yeah. the trick shots. Right? Yeah, he does all those little layups. Yeah, he, yeah. he does more. So than that, though. after seeing, uh, I haven't seen, raw, I haven't at, seen a video from I him in like him three play years. Five, five. He's pretty solid. Oh, he oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've only seen. I wonder how try hard they'll go. Oh yeah. Um, I was going. I need direction. them to. I want. Yeah. To. I need Micah to get out there, lower a shoulder if he needs to, make the officials call charges. They need to. So set the tone. Lead it into Meta World Peace. Who's who is a. You guys just pick for MVP. Who's 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 walking away with MVP? Um, Most Stroud here. MVP of this game. Of the, of um, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me. I think I have a weird feeling. Shan Sharp's team's gonna go try hard. So I think Jewel Lloyd is a good favorite. But I, I I think let's go with Micah Parsons. Dark horse. Yep. Is there a dark horse? Oh oh. Uh, with all due respect, this ain't like the NBA All Star game. Uh-oh. Dark horses. They shouldn't be on the court, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you want me to say Kai Sinet? No, 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 no. MVP. <laughs> so, like, I think there's like four, maybe five picks for MVP that are even possible. Um, Meta World Peace, CJ Stroud, Tristan Jazz, Jewel, Lloyd, and Michael Parsons, I think, are probably. I don't know any of them. The other, some of the other players might be nice, but I don't know, the, yeah. recognize the name. I think I'm going to go ahead with Micah as well. Uh, he can hoop when it comes down to it. I've seen a couple clips of him. I think I'll take Micah. I honestly, yeah, I'm going to go with Doc. No uh, body else after that because uh, haven't seen enough of these guys play basketball anyway. <laughs> and I did see Kai take a, taking a couple shots. He was at Drew Han- He was working with Drew Hanlon, actually, believe it or not. Um, yeah, that's Matt's magnet ball in that gym. I'm not going <laughs> to <lie. laughs> Wait, wait, who is it? Wait, who is working with Drew? Kai Sinat. Really? Yeah. It's that gym where everybody does not. They, the one that's like that Brooklyn, New yeah, York yeah, gym? Yeah, 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 the hoodie mellow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, dude, if I went there, oh, man. <laughs> so we all I'm might get, be able to hoop there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Getting, I'm getting a 10 day. I'm all right, that just about wraps up episode three of the special edition of the N1 podcast. We will be back to our normally scheduled program on Monday, of course, around that three, four, five o'clock hour. You can expect the episodes to be put out. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. You can find and one and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcast.